brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Keep going, verse 14. I press on towards the goal. I press on towards the goal to win the prize to which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I think seizing the year is this, this active, living out an active faith where we're engaged in what God's called us to do. Seizing the year is us being an active member in this life that God's called us to. It's not a passive thing like, yes, one day God's gonna just give me all this stuff. No, faith is active and alive and it takes us to take a step walking in the promises of God and walking out what God's called us to do. So seizing the year for you is gonna look like some action. It's gonna look like you taking steps forward. It's gonna look like you saying, you know, God is more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. The next verse uh, the next scripture, sorry, uh, Romans eight thirty seven, And it says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. In, in no matter what season of life you're in, he just, in the previous verses, he described pretty much, you know, trials and tribulations and, and highlights and lowlights and, and moments of, of struggle and moments of victory. And he says, in all these, you are more than conquerors through Him, who loved us through Christ. The next verse. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are a conqueror. Can we give it up for Jesus? Let's give it up for Him. You are more than a conqueror. You are victorious in Christ. Regardless of what you've faced in the previous years. Oh, I should actually tell the band. You guys can go. I was just so like focused on you guys. just want to get this word out. We're talking about what season of the year looks like. And it looks like you walking in a full understanding of who you are in God. Actively pursuing that I'm called to victory, I'm called to victory. God has called me as a conqueror. Victory is found in Christ. Victory is found in Jesus Christ and Christ places victory within community. As I said earlier, I don't stand here in a place of I'm an independent person that's done all this on my own. We're not an independent blip upon the timeline of history. No, no sir, no ma'am. We are someone who has been um, shaped by the people on the sidelines to our life. And who's on the sidelines to your life? And that's what we're gonna have a little look at today. I look at my life and, and I, I walked into a church when I was about nine, 10 years old. And ever since then, I've got a, I had to think through all the people that have played a pivotal role in in and on the sidelines of my life. And I can think of my youth pastors, of John Cardi, of Ben Hawksworth, of I think of my, my senior leaders back in Perth, of Paul and Martin Trinder. I think of the prophetic guys that would come and speak into my world, of Mark Godfrey and Peter and Christian Christensen. I can think of fathers to my world like Dave Stevens. I think of people who, who were passionate about the Word of God and inspired me to go deep into the Scriptures, Peter Llewellyn and Ashley Crane. I think of people who I've done life with, best friends and 
and partners. I think of my wife. I think of people that I'd ran youth ministry with, of, of Emily Joe and, and Ivana Lamb and, and Mitchell Orchard. And, and then I think of us coming to Sydney, Emma and myself, and here we are in Sydney. And I think of people that we're doing life with, like Jason and Maria in our connect group and Emily and Leroy at the back there who, who are championing a sign on the sidelines. And then I think of all these people here that have, that have been with us, Mick and Rhonda and, and Bradley and Pastor Hartley and Pastor Nat and, and, and everyone else who's here in the church that has ever said a kind word to me and said, you know what, I'm with you. I'm standing alongside you to see God conquer in your world. I do not stand here on my own. You do not stand in your world on your own. Victory is found in, in amongst community. Victory is found with people surrounding you saying, hey, you can do this. God has got you. And I want to look at some, some people that stood on the sidelines to victory for King David. And what can we learn from a couple of different types of, of people that were on his sideline? So King David, I'm going to give you like the shortest version of his life, if as I can. <laughs> it covers like two books of the Old Testament and like then so much more. So here we go, ready? He's a young shepherd boy out in the, the backwaters of wherever. A prophet comes and anoints him king. He finds himself into the king's palace as a musician. He's um, still part-time musician, part-time shepherd boy. Then he finds himself at some battle lines and all of a sudden there's Goliath in his world and he defeats Goliath. And then you find him as the head of the armies and then the king Saul decides to get quite jealous of David because he's anointed by God and then Saul starts to try and kill him and so David runs into the wilderness and he goes into the wilderness for quite a while being hunted by, by Saul and his armies. And, and then you find him um, still like living as a king in the wilderness but, but and conquering lands and things like that. And then at one moment in time, he ends up coming back into the kingdom of Israel and becoming king. But who would have known that here he is, eight years old, your anointed king, and all that was before him? You'd kind of think maybe, maybe God could have made it a little bit easier for him. Maybe there weren't so many ups and downs and ins and outs, and, and maybe it could have been a little bit easier, right? But who knows that Life isn't like that. Life is messy and it's like, it's complicated and, and curveballs come your way and it's, it's no point telling me, you know, life's gonna be blissful because everybody can tell you right now, life is unfair, hardness is gonna come. But, but the good news is, is that through it all, the highs, the lows, the ups and the downs, he was anointed king. He knew his rightful place is what God had put on the inside of him. And that's the same as you and I. We're going to look at Samuel here. Samuel was the prophet of God, and here he comes up to Jesse, which is David's dad. And we're going to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 16, uh, verse 12 and 13. And so Samuel's here there with Jesse and says, grab all your sons, I'm going to anoint one of them king. And Jesse says, yep, no worries, I'll get them all. And it brings all, all seven out of eight. Everyone who understands maths, that's incomplete. But anyway, seven out of eight of his sons were there. All of them were there, except for um, David, who is uh, the runt of the litter, as some people would describe him. And the kid out, he's not included. Don't matter. Samuel goes through and looks at all of them. And God's like, nah, not him, not him, not him. And then he gets to the end and he says, Jesse, where's, where is this kid? He's, God said he's a son of yours, but none of these ones are it. And Jesse says, oh, oh yeah, there's another guy. He's out there. I'm going to get him in. And this is what happens. So he sent for him and had brought and had him brought in. He was glowing. This is David they're talking about, glowing with health 
I had the fine appearance and handsome features. I kind of think a little bit like me. Then, then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one, keep going. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. The spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. You know that the same spirit of the Lord that came powerfully on David was the same spirit of the Lord that rose Jesus Christ from the grave and is the same spirit of the Lord that lives inside of you and me here today. The same power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave lives inside of you and I. This is not a distant, um, you know, God-like creature, David. No, he's just a man like you and I and he's, he's been anointed by God for a purpose just like you and I and the spirit of God is on him just like you and I and he's more than a conqueror because of Jesus Christ in him. Give it up for Jesus in this place. My encouragement to you is that the call of God sometimes needs someone to come in and call it out of you. Samuel stood on the sidelines to David's life and, and called him up and called him and said, you are a king. We need to hang around some godly people who can call up the godliness inside of you and I who can see further than sometimes we can see. My encouragement to you would be this year, let us be found in the house of God. Let us be found amongst godly people. I can still remember moments where I was in a service just like this and, and a prophet would come and would speak life into my world and I've, I've kept these scriptures, kept these, these uh, not scriptures, but, but moments where the prophet has spoken over my life and I've gone, and it's called me up to bigger things. It's called me up to further things. And my encouragement to you would be, be found in the house of God. Week in, week out, be found in the house of God. You never know when someone's gonna knock on your door and say, you are anointed of God. We already are anointed, but sometimes we need someone to like, call it up inside of us and say, no, you are gonna run that business. No, you are gonna have that child. No, you are gonna see healing in your body. No, you are gonna see your family restored and reconciled. This is the God that we serve. He's not distant, but he's close and he cares about you and your future. And he's gifted the church with ministry to be able to call that up out of you. So let's be found in that place. There's a few other things we can glean from, from the story. Here's, here's another person on the sidelines to, to David. His name's Jonathan. We're gonna turn to 1 Samuel 23 in a moment. Um, and so here's, here's Jonathan. Jonathan is the, the son of Saul. He's actually a rightful heir to the throne. And he knew that David had been anointed king and he actually ended up becoming like a brother to David and championing David on. And in this verse, we find David is, this is in the later era, sort of middle period of David's life. He's in the wilderness. He's being chased by Saul all across the Israel territory, being, you know, sorry, like, just like, like a dog to a bone. They kind of describe it, like chased around. And here's, uh, here's David, and he's at a moment of discouragement. He's in the wilderness going, God, how's this ever gonna play out? I'm cold king, Psh, what do you think? And Jonathan 23, 15 to 16, what does it say there? While well, David was at Horesh in the desert, he's in the desert, guys, he learned that Saul had come to take his life. And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, 
he said, my father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. Here's this friend of David's who's actually pursued him into the desert regions where David was hanging out to tell him, no, the call of God is still real over your life. No, I'm encouraging you because you are worthy of what God's call is. I wanna tell you that, that there are people that you need in your world who will come and find you in your desert places and speak life into there. You need Jonathans in your world. You need people who come alongside you, be on the sidelines to your life like a friend who says, you know what? You're more than a conqueror. And on the flip side, who are we being a Jonathan to? Who are we on the sidelines for saying, you know what, you're a champion. I see more in you than what you're living. Who are we? Are we the ones who see someone who hasn't come for a while? Are we gonna give them a call and say, hey, you maybe you're in a desert period, but I got your back. I'm gonna come there, have a coffee with you. I'm gonna pray with you. I'm gonna strengthen you in the Lord. Can we be, yeah, can you give it up? If we're gonna pray, clap, let's clap, church. God's worthy of praise because he's designed community to actually strengthen you. He's brought people alongside you to be Jonathans to your world and he's put you in places where you can be a Jonathan to them. This year, 2019, let's seize the year and be like a Jonathan to someone and, and allow people to be Jonathans to us. Man, I think of my connect group and I think, my, we, Emma and I, we are so blessed to have people like Jonathan in our world that we do life with that come alongside us and, and encourage us and, and, and do life with us. I think of like Jason and Maria and, and I think of, man, they're so, they're, they're so encouraging. Week in, week out, rocking up just to be next to us and, and championing us on and, and we vice versa wanna see them succeed and Jonathan to Jonathan, iron sharpens iron. I think of other people who, were, who had a son, had a child and then their child got anemia and they were in a desert place. They're like, how can God be a God when my child is like, suffering. And so we gathered together and we strengthened in the Lord and we prayed and we said, God, you're the healer. You're the God who heals. And the results went from negative to positive to better than average. This is the God that we serve, that we're coming to heal people. Church, let us be Jonathans. Let us be those people that will come alongside someone and encourage them. This year, maybe you're not part of a connect group. Well, I encourage you, let's get into a connect group. Let's find people alongside us that can champion us on on the sidelines. Another person or on the sidelines is you. Are you on your own sideline to your life? Are you championing yourself on? Because who knows that sometimes Jonathan doesn't call. Who knows that sometimes Sunday can't come quick enough. You're weak, you, you know, you're, you're full of faith here on a Sunday and Monday and it, the whole world hits on a Monday. Calamity hits and you're going, God, I need to find my way into your presence. I, I can't see you. Who knows that sometimes when calamity is there, you might not have someone to lean on, but have we got the gumption on the inside that we can stand on the sidelines to your life and say, no, you're more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. No, I do not have a spirit of fear, but I have a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. The same power that Jesus Christ from the grave lives inside of me. Since God is for me, then who can be against me? No weapon formed against me can prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Can you hear yourself saying these things over and over again to strengthen yourself up in the Lord? Or is your mouth silent when calamity hits and you just feel discouraged? Here's David. 
in 1 Samuel 30. This is him in the wilderness again. And he's, um, he's led his, his army out to a battle. And as they've been fighting a battle back at their home, all their wives, children, livestock, all of them been taken captive by the enemy. He comes back to his, his place of, of living and, and where his town. And not only his family is gone, but all his men's family are gone as well. And this is what happens. It says, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. All his men who were on his side had spoken of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved. Every man and his sons and his daughters, but, 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 but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Are we gonna strengthen ourselves when calamity hits, when the, when the wilderness season comes? We're gonna find ourselves on the sideline championing us on. And the last person on the sidelines that I want to talk about is God. God is on the sidelines of your life. He's with you through thick, through thin, through rain, hail, shine, through the wilderness, through the fire, through the storm. That's what we sang earlier, right? Something like that, just with a nicer voice probably. 1 Samuel 17, 32. This is back in the early parts of Samuel's life where he's... (laughs) This is the story of David and Goliath. David is a youth. And here he is, he's been drawn to the front lines to be basically be the lunch boy. The lunch boy turns giant slayer. And here's the lunch boy giving lunch out to his, his brothers. And all of a sudden, he sees this guy down in the valley taunting the Israelites. Sometimes Goliath wants to come into your life and taunt you and tell you you can't do it, tell you that you're worthless, tell you that nothing's happening in your world, tell you that it's just gonna be the same year after year after year. 40 days and 40 evenings, Goliath came out and said, you know what, you can't do it to the Israelites. And these guys were pretty petrified, but David, but David, but David had a revelation, had a revelation of who his God was. And this is what he says. He said he's been drawn up to King Saul because people are hearing that David wants to fight Goliath. And this is what David says. David says, Master, don't give up hope. I'm ready to go and fight this Philistine. Saul answered, David, you can't go and fight this Philistine. You're too young and inexperienced. And he's been about this fighting business since before you were born. Are there any young people in this room? Any youth? You know what, if someone ever says you can't do it, yeah, I see you at the back there. I see some, no, they look a little bit older, but they're still young on the inside maybe. There should, be, there should be this call, this cry on the inside of us that it doesn't matter about our age. It doesn't matter like old or young or, or, you know, don't worry about what someone else says. On the inside of you is a God who's gonna deliver you. And that's the revelation that David brought to this situation. And then it goes on to say that David said, I've been a shepherd tending sheep for my father. Whenever a lion or bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I'd go after it. I'd knock it down. I'd rescue the lamb. If, it turned, if the lion or the bear turned on me, I'd grab it by the throat, wring its neck and kill it. Oh, gee, that's a little bit harsh. Probably, kids, close your ears. This was lion or bear, it made no difference. I killed it. And I'll do the same to this Philistine pig who is taunting the troops of God alive. God who delivered me from the teeth of the lion and from the claws of the bear will deliver me from this Philistine. 
that God, that same God, he is alive and active today over your life. That is the God that we serve, that is alive, and he says, I will deliver you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe 2016, you could hear Goliath talking to you. You'll always be scared of that. You'll never step out and start that business or you're never ever gonna be able to speak to those people about Jesus. Maybe you could hear Goliath taunting you and say, you're always gonna be in debt. You're never ever gonna buy your own house. Maybe you could hear Goliath speaking negative stuff over your world. You'll always be sick or whatever it was, it doesn't matter. 2019 is a brand new year, my friends, and God is with us, and He has got you all back. He's going to deliver you from darkness, from fear, whatever it is. God has got your back, and He is with you. The reality is life is unfair, yes, but God is on our side. God has got your back, and I'd encourage you to press in this year. Let 2019 be the year where you say, that's enough, my friend, Mr. Goliath. That's enough. No longer your 40 days is up. Your 40 nights are up. It's now my time time to take you down. Are you guys going to stand up on the inside and say, God is on my side, my friend? Friends can only <laughs> encourage so much, and the call of God can only help with direction and, and uh, passion so much, and strengthening ourselves can only help so much, but we need a God who is a deliverer. We need a God who's got our back and says, you know what, I'm with you. And that's the God that we serve. All throughout this scripture, it's a God who delivers. He delivers the Israelites. He, he delivers the David. He delivers Adshak, Meshach, and Abednego. He delivers them all. He delivered Jesus from the very pit of hell. And he rose them up to brand new life. That's the God that we serve. And I'm telling you right now that God is on your side. The same God that rose Jesus from the grave lives inside of you. Man, that's a good thing. Our victory is found in Christ, and Christ uses the community to shape that victory. Victory is found in and amongst people on the sidelines to your life. Today, I just want to encourage you, let's have a look at our sidelines. Let's have a look at the people around us. Let's have a look at who we're on the sidelines to because this year is gonna be like no other year. I want you to seize it, take a hold of it, and run like you never run before. Like Paul said at the beginning, I'm gonna press on and take a hold and win that prize. 2019 is a good year for you. 2019 is your year to defeat Goliath, is your year to be encouraged and strengthened in the Lord, is your year to see victory come in circumstances that you haven't seen in a while. I wanna encourage you that this is your year. God is not waiting passively on the sidelines. He's ready to go and He's waiting for us to get active in our faith and go, I'm gonna take a step forward. I'm gonna take a step forward. I'm gonna take a step forward. I'm gonna take a step forward because my God is with me because I've got Jonathan's in my life because I can strengthen myself because I can find my way into the house of God where there's a group of people who are coming around me to support me and strengthen me and come on my sidelines and say, you can do it, my friend. As the band comes, I'm gonna pray. Father God, I thank you God that through it all, I thank you God that you see us and you're with us. Through every single circumstance, 
God is with you. Just like for David. God, we thank you that you're with us. Whether we're out in the, the paddocks of nowhere going, God, is this ever gonna change? Maybe we're at the, the hillside where we see Goliath and we go, God, is this ever gonna change? Maybe we're, we're in the wilderness and God, is this ever gonna change? God is on your side. I thank you, God, that you're on our side. You're with us, you're with us, you're with us. Every step of the way, you're with us. You're going before us. You're making a path straight before us, Lord God. Would you guys stand in this place? Let's just lift our hands up and just take a moment to consider God, who, who's on my sidelines? And who am I on the sidelines to? Can you see a Jonathan beside you? Let me encourage you to, to go and thank the Jonathans in your world. And just consider for a second who you are being Jonathan to. Who are you encouraging in the faith? Who are you going and pursuing into the wilderness to encourage them in the Lord? And this week, let me encourage you to, to send a text, to make a call to that person. Holy Spirit, come and touch our lives here today. Come and touch every single person under the sound of my voice. You are so close. You're right next to us. You never leave us, you never forsake us.